This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. I say not real sure of myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds good. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Buddy. What's going on? Well, I messaged you this morning saying like, hey, what did you watch? Because I don't feel like I've watched much of anything. And it turns out neither had I. Yeah. So... I'm not going to dare say it's going to be a short episode because whenever we say that, it ends up being longer than we thought, which is not a bad mm-hmm. thing. It's just, it's what happened. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. So how's it going um, with you? Good. Good. Um, yeah, I, I think this happens every time and we comment on it, but like when we record late, so if we record on a Tuesday, then, you know, we've only got like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to, to watch the shows. So, right. Sure. Uh, but also there are not a lot of shows at the moment. No, like uh, Connors wasn't on this week. At least I don't think it was. It didn't palm up on my Hulu saying there was a new episode. I think there was a new episode of Legends, but I did not watch it. Oh, shit. I forgot to watch that again. Didn't even consider it. Was didn't even cross my mind. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, didn't even cross my mind that. Oh yeah, I need to watch that. Nope. Well, oh, I guess no next Roseanne. week we'll be talking about like three episodes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I remember to watch it. <clears throat> um, but I did watch uh, a little bit of stuff. Um, and things or just stuff. Well, the wife and I watched uh, two episodes of CSI Vegas because we apparently had two episodes to watch. Yeah, because you hadn't watched one the week before because you were busy. Yep. And uh, we watched two. I enjoy the show thoroughly. My wife enjoys it. It's kind of neat how they're tying, how they, you know, they've managed to get by the end of episode two. Now Grissom is working for the crime lab again as a consultant and Sarah's still working for the crime lab because she never gave up her credentials and maintained her certifications. And so they're both back working there and they're not working on the main case of the episode of the season. Um, but the cases they're working on is kind of like our major case adjacent. Plus they're introducing new crimes each week. So it's not like you're just focusing on the one major story of, of that Hodges was uh, falsifying evidence and things of that nature. So, mm, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, we're really enjoying it, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad the show's back. Really, yeah. And this incarnation, incarnation, if you will, I never watched um, 
any of the other CSI shows. I never watched Miami, New York, or Cyber. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel that you missed out by not watching them? No, I really don't. No, excuse me. I, re- I really don't. Um, Good. I just thought, uh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. I mean, I like Gary Sinise, and he was in New York. So. Lieutenant you know, Dan. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan, if you will. Um, and then the CSI Miami hip cat uh, was, what's his face? Oh, David Caruso? Yeah, 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 David Caruso. Which, um, yeah, he's he's been, he plays the same kind of character in like everything he does. But he always yeah. seems, to, what now? I said, yeah. Yeah, like in, in NYPD Blue, he kind of played the same kind of character that he played in, in CSI Miami. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what was the show he did right after that? Which he was, um, <clears throat> oh, he did, didn't he do, I thought he did another show right after that. Maybe I, I feel like he guess. did something sci-fi. <clears throat> oh, I thought he did something that was very similar. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Oh well. I guess I'll I look him up. Well, I was looking at it and I'm not seeing it. That or it's just not a complete filmography here on Wikipedia. Mm. <clears throat> Which is very he was, he was in NYPD Blue. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, no, that's not it. Maybe he, okay. I guess he just stopped acting after CSI Miami. That appears to be Since the last he was thing in CSI did. Miami, then he was in New York as a crossover, and then yeah, one Miami. episode. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> huh. Oh well. But anyways, I am enjoying it. Is the long and the short of it. Well, that's good. I uh, along those lines, I will say that Julie and I watched the next two episodes of Made. Um, we found that. Watching two episodes is about the limit because it's a very real and it's a very dark show. Yep. And it's not dark like horror. It's dark like realism. You know, the the third episode was watching her try to uh, get her ducks in a row for court. And basically the the guy who was giving her legal advice, he wasn't a dick about it. He was being nice, but he's like, you know, you're going to need to do this and this and this. And it was all the different programs, you know, the CCCF and the uh, SNAP and TANF and uh, LEAP or LAHEAP or whatever it is. Um, And, you know, you're going to need to fill out this paperwork, this paperwork. And they were doing that same camera work thing that they do that I like where, you know, she's flipping through the pages and they're like, you know, form this, form this. And then it was like white trash. You suck. Everyone hates you. Like that's what the that's what she was seeing the forms as. Um, yes. So yeah, I thought at the end of episode three though, I thought it was over. Like I thought that was the end of the series because it seemed to kind of wrap up. There are seven more episodes after that. There are ten episodes total. So yep, that that kind of creeped me out. But um, yeah, it's. I still really enjoy it. Uh, Julie is really enjoying it, but we both agreed that, you know, two episodes at a pop and then we got to kind of like do a palate cleanser because it it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. Yeah. And because again, it's so realistic. Like this is not only is it based on memoirs of this person, but this is actually what people are going through right now. 
out there. Yep, they are. So, yeah. I'm trying to think if that was the ordinary. Uh, we ended up watching the second episode of Ordinary Joe. I really enjoy this show. Uh, Julia seems to be really enjoying it too. It's it's well written. It's well done. Um, they do manage to keep all three uh, realities separate. You always know which one you're in. And a lot of that is due to the coloring. Like I said, you know, there's the red, the green, and the blue. Um, and they're very prominent in there. Uh, but it's really interesting seeing how each one of his realities is different or how they're the same. You know, this one, the second episode was called Requiem because he lost his dad um, on 9-11. His dad was one of the first responders who ran into the building before it collapsed. And uh, the, this episode is all about the memorial that they do every year where they read off the names of some of the people sure, and sure. Um, how he dealt with it in each reality and uh, overall gives you more background story and more character development. I, it's a really enjoyable show, really digging it. Um, I'm behind a bit because there's like five episodes out there now, but uh, really, really enjoying the stuff that I'm seeing. I still don't know if I want to check it out. Like I know it, you're putting it over really well. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's something I'll check out at some point. What channel is it on again? Um, NBC. Okay. So I just check it out on Hulu. Um, yeah. If it, I know the first time I was describing it, you said that it sounded complicated. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, my mom watches it, and she'll send me messages. She's like, oh, my God, this show is so well written. I love this. So, I mean, my mom is a clever woman, but I wouldn't exactly I, I, say that. I know what she's saying. Yeah, she doesn't dive into right. stuff that's overly complicated. So, yeah. I think if you did check it out, you might enjoy it. Um, Eight might enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. For the time being, I'm enjoying it. Coolio. What else you got for us? Uh, let's see. I did watch... Uh, well, no, that's a movie, so no, forget that. Oh, the movies that made us. <laughs> Uh, I haven't watched the Halloween ones yet, but I'm very intrigued. How are they? Yeah, um, I like them. Yeah? Yeah, I watched uh, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and um, Friday the 13th. Awesome. Good. And good realistically, rea- re- well, I just watched episodes one, two, and three, honestly. Okay. <laughs> um, realistically, there's been better documentaries out there about these film series. I mean, there's a... Gosh, like a 10 hour Friday the 13th or something. There's an absurdly long Friday the 13th documentary that just just on the series. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on the. Um, oh. The, the film, okay, uh, Crystal, um, Crystal Lake Memories, the complete history of Friday the 13th. It's six mm-hmm. hours and 40 minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, it's available insane. with it's, it's on uh, Amazon um, Prime Video if you want to watch it. And then there was um, Never Sleep Again, the Nightmare on Elm Street legacy documentary that is uh, four hours long. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, like there, there's been some documentaries on these films that definitely went into a much greater detail than these did. 
However, they like the stories that made uh, the, the movies that made us always has their unique point of view, how they go in, their new unique editing, their humor they have. And they kind of delve into it a little bit differently than the other documentaries might do and surmise it a little bit more. Um, in a little bit more quick manner. And they mm-hmm. also like a lot of it that they delve into in these documents. They don't get into the budgeting and the distribution and things like that. They just get into the gore, the horror, the et cetera. Like the movies that made us gets into the budgeting, the distribution, when the finances got held up. I mean, um, they do a very good job with them and I enjoy them thoroughly. Good. Yeah. The Halloween one. I can't think of if there's ever been a, a long form documentary on the Halloween movie series. I was um, trying to think the same. Yeah. But at the same time, the movies that made us like they do the Halloween one and they don't have John Carpenter. Like he wouldn't interview for it. The no. Nightmare on Elm Street one doesn't have Wes Craven. It's got Robert England, but it doesn't have Wes Craven. You know what I mean? Hmm. So like, okay. it is missing some key players, you know, their points of view and thoughts. Um, but they have like everybody else practically uh, that was involved. Um, but no, it, it, all I've yet to watch a bad episode of any of the, the movies that made us or the toys that made us either. Me either. Um, so yeah, these are well worth your time. I enjoyed all three of them thoroughly. It makes me think of uh, what I was talking about the other day with uh, attack of the Hollywood cliches. Like I really wish that they had had more examples and I know that there are more examples out there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that there are probably, um, other doc, uh, not documentary. Well, there's probably other stuff out there that talks about, you know, cliches or the like that have more examples that go into more depth. But I can't think of one off the top of my head. I was like, now I need to back that up. Nope. Can't think yeah. of it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it reminded me of when you were talking about how, you know, they didn't have these actors and, or the directors and they weren't quite, as in depth as some of the other ones, but yeah, it it's a very well produced series. Yeah, all of those uh, movies that made us. Um, apparently, in 2006, they did uh, a documentary came out that was called Halloween: 25 Years of Terror, but it's only an hour and 23 minutes long. Hmm. Um, so that did come out, and then there was another documentary on Nightmare on Elm Street called His Name Was Jason, 30 Years of Friday the 13th, but again, at only an hour and a half long, um, Crystal Lake Memories really puts it to shame. <laughs> mm. So, um, there is a, uh, the next, the episodes left in this, these, I believe, are just uh, Alien and Robocop. I think, is there a sixth one? Can't remember. I think so. Um, but I don't, um, there is a RoboCop documentary that's out there or coming out. We've seen the we've seen the trailer, but I have yet to see yes. it. Um, I have yet to see it either. Yeah, RoboDoc, the creation of RoboCop, I think it was. Mm, yes. Okay, it actually came out. That actually it says 2017. Really? Like they started they started working on it, but apparently it just uh, it just wrapped up, or it's just finally getting released this year. So season three of the movies that made us, the only ones that they list are Elf and The Nightmare Before Christmas, which both came out last year. And then for October 12th, they've got Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, RoboCop, Aliens, and Coming to America. 
Coming to America, that's the other one, yeah. So Coming to America and, and RoboCop were the only non-horror ones in there. Yeah. yeah. Some would argue, though, that RoboCop has some horror-type elements to it. It does. Yeah, well, it, it fits the in better waste with the, guy and It fits in better with the, the motif than, yeah. say, Coming to America does. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's for sure. But, um, yeah. Anyhow. Um... Let's see. What do you think of the rookie this week? Oh, uh, Lopez is first case back, and we're mm. definitely are delving in more on this uh, serial killer fire starter. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the rookie, but realistically, every show is just going back to um, insurmountable odds that are easily easily overcome by the end of the forty minutes. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Nolan and his girlfriend, they are having a who's got it worse contest. Which is ridiculous, honestly. But actually very realistic, in my opinion, knowing <laughs> yes. firefighters and police officers. And Nolan's <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, here's the case we have. Undercover spies and safe houses and people being tortured and on and on and on and on and on. Telling her way more details than he should be. Especially like in an elevator, like in yeah. public, essentially, which I kept waiting for like that to go wrong. Um, and then when he goes to check out his car in the police evidence impound, and I believe either her or he makes the statement of how difficult it was for them to get down there. Mm. And yet he turns around and there's the Russian spy just uh-huh. right there with a gun. Yeah. Like it was just. Uh, Quite and then frankly. we get to see some, you know, hand-to-hand combat between the firefighter and the Russian spy while he's yeah. inexplicably locked in a cage. Apparently, uh, she was like a sergeant in the military of some kind, and so she's got some skills that the CIA the guy knew about, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. I loved the uh, the CIA handler there. Uh, what's his name from um, Grimm? Yeah, he, yeah, from Grimm. Yeah, I can't think of his name either, but yes. I know he was Wu in Grimm. Wu, that's right. Awesome. Yeah, but I like it when they uh, play off those guys, the CIA and the FBI, as like the uh, too cool for school jock assholes. Yeah, and I like how the CIA guys like, oh no 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 no, we're not running this operation. That the FBI guy over there sitting in the vehicle is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it just remind, but and uh, and then on the other side of things, it really it reminds me of like the movie Sicario, where on a very serious side of thing, they basically use the FBI agent girl as a patsy for allowing them like to do what they're gonna do in town or in the in the country, if you will, um, and she does not know she's being used, as opposed to this where it's done in a very slapsticky comedy way. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I uh, I have to say I have to kind of mirror what you were saying earlier. I love the rookie. You know, I'm always excited when a new episode is on, but more and more it's becoming just ridiculous. Just yeah. how can they take it this week and make it so that he, you know, barely escapes a fucking nuclear bomb? Or, you know, yeah. pretty soon it'll be like aliens. Like, 
they just keep upping the like okay those two russian guys who cornered him in the alley he had no business walking away from that no that's the other thing too like that shootout that he got involved in in this episode episode jesus pro in this episode the way he was just like oh yeah i got shot at like that no that's not no no, that's not like that should not be a normal everyday thing for a patrolman, even in the LAPD, where you just like, yeah, it's no big deal. That's what happens. Yeah, that's how it's he, become on that show, because everything is, you know, turned up to the 10th degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he literally had his his shop eviscerated because yeah. they had fully automatic weapons, two of them. And he just had his pistol and he's like, I'll hold them off. And he did because they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. No one got shot at all in that. No one got hit nope. with a single bullet. Nope. Yeah. So I don't. Again, I, I enjoy the show, even yes. though we, even though like every week we seem to complain about it. Uh-huh. But uh huh. But I still same enjoy reason. it. Yeah, I still enjoy it. As do I. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Uh, been a while since we've had like a part two, essentially. Um, I'm pretty, I, I like, they, I was very surprised at the ending of this <laughs> episode. Why? Why is that? Cause like, well, you, you watched it. I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Colin is no more. Which. <sighs> I, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Like he's dead. Yeah. I. But you're okay. So you said two parter. So the two parter is Nandor is still being brainwashed, and they have him in a cell, and they're trying to, um, unbrainwash him, if you will. And instead, Nandor decides to go into a super slumber, which is they, as they describe, when a vampire goes into a slumber for fifty to a hundred or three hundred years, um. So that way he just wakes up and all the humans he knows is dead and all the vampires he knows has moved on. But he wakes up and he's weak and frail because he hasn't fed and da, 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 da. And, and Colin's crying and upset because it's his 100th birthday that night. Didn't you think Colin was a lot more than 100 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I expected him to be. I mean, not a lot more than that, but maybe like 200. Yeah, exactly. Based on the pictures. But Colin's going to be 100 and he's upset because Nandor is not going to be around for his birthday party. I love and, how the, the other two vampires, Nadja and Laszlo, are just like beside themselves. They're like, no. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't believe he's going to do a super slumber. It's the most dis- destructive force. And I, it, no vampire should do it. Like they were really just torn up about this. It's like when you're you only do it when you're desperate. Yep. And, of course, Guillermo doesn't want him to go into a super slumber. Right. I love when uh, Guillermo's like, Master, please. And he's like, oh, Jesus, are we going to do this shit with the turn me into a vampire again? And he's like, no, I, I'm yeah. just going to miss you. Yeah. Um, so he goes into a super slumber, and then he has to get woken up 20 minutes later because the delegation of vampires from the Supreme Vampire Council is coming from the old world to inspect the progress that they've made. And they need Nandor to be there. And so they wake him up and he's like, just tell him I'm dead. Okay. Just say I got in the way and you had to kill me. I'm not coming out for this. So he goes back to a super slumber and the Supreme council shows up and now they want to see Nandor's dead body. Cause they're cool. With the fact that Nanja killed him. 
So Guillermo goes and wakes him up again. Oh, it's been two hours. And he's like, but we need to see that you're dead. And he's like, well, why don't you just show them in my my super slumber? Because that looks like I'm dead. And Guillermo cleverly is like, yeah, but if you wake up, we don't we need you not to wake up and just pretend to be dead. And he was like, oh, OK, OK, I guess that makes sense. Fine, mm-hmm. but don't wake me up again. So they go and inspect his body. And then the vampire council wants to inspect his his junk. <laughs> because, like, of course, it wouldn't be an episode without a dick joke. And not just look at it, but look at it, touch it, inspect it, flap it around. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what did you think of the fact that Donald Logan was uh, just a vampire and he played himself? Loved it. Absolutely was, loved it. I thought that was pretty outstanding. Yes. I um, love the guest stars that they get to come on as vampires. Yes. And Colin's upset because, like, hey, he, they, well, I have to share my 100th birthday party with these people. Yeah. First uh, it was that Nandor wasn't going to be there. Now these people are invading it. Yes. Um, and then sort of like Laszlo just sort of drops that uh, – um, well, I happen to know that Colin's going to die tonight, so we need to make sure we take care of him. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well – and they flash back to them looking in the Vampire Council library and, and and Colin making the comment of, hey, I want to see if there's anything about energy vampires. I don't know a lot about them. And Laszlo finds out that, yeah, uh, they have a life expectancy of exactly 100 years. <laughs> it's so weird that it's that specific. Yeah. Exactly be- 100 years. And because he found that out and he knew it was going to be 100 soon, that's why he's been spending all this time with him. And we've been saying every week. How it's just so odd how uh-huh. Laszlo is spending so much time with Colin. So and I don't know he, if if they did this, like you had said, because of filming or yeah, if they're no. just kind of explaining it and saying, you know, hey, this is why it was happening to be yeah. nice. Yep, I think that's exactly what it is. Laszlo is like, oh, my friend's going to die. I don't want him to know he's going to die. So I'm going to you know, show him a good time and, and help him do more in his life than he's ever done. And it's hilarious because they, they show clips of them doing stuff together and what they've done over the, over the last several weeks that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So everyone's left and Colin's feeling all like sickly. And so they decide they're going to wake up Nandor again so he can be there when Colin dies. Mm-hmm. And, they wake him up and Nandor's pissed and he's mad and he's like, you're just effing with me again and da 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 da. <laughs> so he goes and like, and not just crying and Lazlo's crying. Like he, he's just, he had his last breath and he died. He's, he's gone. And Nandor doesn't believe it. And then he freaking crushes his head. Like I didn't expect that no. at all. Like violently drives his hand in through his face. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was going to say it's allegedly accidental, but at the same time. Yeah. And then they cut the credits. So uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm I love this show. Um, and I'm very excited to is episode 10 going to be the final episode. I think so. It's called The Portrait. So anyhow, uh, yeah, there's been 10 episodes for the first two seasons. So I yeah, assume. So it makes sense then. So the reason that I said that I was torn on this, that I didn't know how I felt. Okay. On the, on the one hand, uh, Colin Robinson is my favorite character. 
I love him. Like, I, I don't know what it's going to be like without him. So I'm very upset. However, I'm glad, A, that they've basically introduced real consequences. You know, that characters can die. Yeah. Um, and I also am kind of, I don't know, I, I like the sweetness behind it. You know, it, it was kind of nice to find out that that's why Laszlo was hanging out with him so much. It, yeah. it almost makes it like a more poetic, happier thing. So I hate him being gone, but at the same time, I love the way that they did it. And I love the fact that it, you know, lets us know that, yeah, uh, just because you're a main character doesn't mean that you can last forever. Exactly. It's not as bad as... uh um, Game of Thrones. Mm. Most but, things uh, aren't. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw a thing the other day and it was brilliant. And they were talking about what a phenomenon Game of Thrones was not because of it being an amazing show, but because it was something that went from being absolutely infused in every bit of culture. Everybody in the world was talking about it. Water coolers were a buzz. Like it was the thing you couldn't go anywhere without uh, game of Thrones, just being overwhelming. Everybody knew it. Everybody loved it. Everybody tuned in. Like it was amazing. And for it to go from that to absolute gone, like it yeah. fucking vanished by the end of the sixth season, they had lost so many viewers. And then when it ended, like nobody fucking batted an eye. Nobody was like, Oh, I wish there was more. Everyone just kind of fucking moved on. And they were talking about how phenomenal that is that it would go from being so amazing to just, and I kind of feel like lost did the same thing. Yep. I actually agree with that statement wholeheartedly. You know, lost was everybody was talking about it. And I mean, Every everywhere you turn, people were like, you know, is that Penny's boat? What does it mean? Not Penny's boat or the numbers. What are the numbers? What's in the hatch? Well, and then by the end of it, everyone was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they just like they pissed and moaned a bit and then moved on with their lives. And now nobody references it anymore. Nobody talks about Lost except for, you know, weird nerd corners that might make a oh, it's kind of like Lost in that it sucked at the end reference. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Like that, they you get more. And then didn't it get frustrating watching that final season? But it's like we're sticking with it. Yep. Just like with Game of Thrones. Yep. <sighs> but I digress. Um, second episode of Chucky. So here's my problem with Chucky. Okay. okay. Is there only one? Cause I've got a couple. Well, I mean, it's, I, I mean, it stems from one particular issue, but I mean, it could be the kids. All right. Like mm. they're supposed to be middle school kids and yet they're smoking cigarettes, marijuana, vaping, drinking alcohol all the time. Uh, we had references to, uh, sex between the kids, you know, the, the, the blonde bitch there wanting to have sex with her boyfriend, but I guess he couldn't get it up as she basically implied. 
They're in no, middle he, school. He didn't know what he was doing, and he's supposed Whatever. to know what he's doing. And she's, he's like, why don't you teach me something? And she's like, no, you should just know. So in other words, she doesn't know either. Right, but they're in middle school. Mm. Like, this is my issue. Well, like, this, this is my issue with this. They're, they're in middle school. And we shouldn't be seeing kids in middle school. My daughter's in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I hate to say this, but that's the idealist in you. Like, this is middle school. Like, this is happening. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know. I don't buy for a second this is happening with middle school kids. High school kids, yes. Middle school kids, no. I don't buy for a second that 12 and 13-year-olds are having unsupervised adult parties I just don't buy it for a second. Okay. I just don't. I I mean, I'm not in school, and I haven't been for a while, but I know that it's the old, well, things are a lot different than when we were kids. Yeah. No, I get that. I just uh, – I've met my daughter's friends. No, this isn't happening. I've met my son's friends. This isn't happening. And maybe my kids hang out with that, not that crowd. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just have a heart. I, so that's my problem with it. I cannot suspend my disbelief of that. If they said high school kids, okay, I could. Middle school kids, no, I can't. Okay. Um, that's, my, that's my big issue with it. What's yours? Yeah. Well, mine stems from uh, basically – the fact that it's on sci-fi so it it could be a lot more in a lot of different ways you know it could have more violence it could have more blood it could move at a faster pace like that was the thing with the child's play movies is that like most slashers they ramp up this one they're like oh we're gonna have to do this as a series so we've got to slow down um it also seems to be cut together weirdly um I don't buy some of the the things that they're trying to do for uh uh effect like the the woman that eats the razor blade apple and she's clearly bleeding profusely from her mouth and she's right. just dabbing at it with a washcloth while a police officer is taking her statement there's no rescue there there's no paramedics yeah, like, I have issue with that. Yeah, I have huge issue with that. I'm like, and the woman is just like, um, uh, hold on. Uh, um, it was a small kid. He said, "Good guys." And like, no, she should be looked at. Like, she should be at a hospital, or they should at least have paramedics on scene treating her. Yeah. Um, but then like, it just feels like they're stretching it out and they're dragging it out. Um you've got the ridiculousness of the two kids rolling around on the bed and Chucky stabbing just as she gets up, just as she rolls over. Uh, yeah, my, my big issues come from that more than the kids. I get what you're saying, you know, and it says here, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and it says Zachary Arthur is Jake Wheeler, a 14 year old queer boy who encounters Chucky during a yard sale. So these kids are 14 or 50. So, this is prime time for hormones. This is this is kids are masturbating, 
They're discovering what's going on. They are rebelling. So I can buy this. I can buy this at age 14. Absolutely. Well. But I have a problem with the fact that they're trying to do a horror slasher thing on a PG-13 at most um, setting. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It's, it's taking it. It's taking me out of it. Um, the little girl, you know, the little one who's probably autistic cause she's a really good drawer and she doesn't like to be touched. Um, the fact that he's basically grooming her, I kind of am digging that. I'd kind of like to see her be like a protege. Yeah. But I don't know if they'll even get that far because again, it's a network TV show. Right. Right. But well, it's on USA and sci-fi, which I think is interesting that it's airing on both networks. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I don't see. Yeah. I know that they, uh, they said what they get like 11 or 12 F bombs per episode. They use them up. Yep. They do. (laughs) They most certainly use it up. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize that. I feel bad now. Um, I'm looking at the uh, uh, da, 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 the Wikipedia. Um, his aunt and uncle there that took him in this time. Yeah. His uncle is Devin Sawa. Yeah, okay. So my buddy Brendan mentioned me that today. And I had to go look it up myself because I didn't honestly didn't believe him initially. But yeah. And then we saw that trailer for uh, Black Friday where he's in there as well. And it's like, wow, he really has grown up. He looks different, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. No, he's the one that he mentioned that as well. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I went and looked. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that's him. Oh, my God. Apparently, he also played the twin brother, the dad who got electrocuted. Yes. Yep. I learned that today as well. Oh, and by the way, um, the blonde bitch, again, feels like it was shot out of order. We've got her all hot and bothered on the bed, rolling around with her boyfriend. And then in the next scene, she's down at the bottom of the stairs, dressed in the full jumpsuit and the yeah. uh, wig, portraying his dad getting electrocuted. Yeah. yeah. And then in the next scene, she's back to wearing the same outfit uh, mm-hmm. to get her little sister to leave. Yeah. 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 And I'm sorry if my my kid, either one of my kids, tried to talk to me the way that girl talks to her parents, and they just dismiss it. Right. When no. she was like, oh, really fucking great, Dad. Yeah. No. Sorry. That would not happen. No? <laughs> that would not happen at all. Yeah. So for the time being, I'm watching it, but it's definitely not keeping me like glued to the TV. No, me neither. But I did. I mean, I don't hate it, but yeah. So. I mean, it's got a high Rotten Tomatoes score. I mean, I, I I almost didn't watch it, but I was like, no, no, I'll just let's just I'll just watch it type of thing. Yep. And I was like, OK, all right. Like I'm I'm waiting for people to be killed. I'm looking forward to it. Like the, like like legit. Yes. Kills. Like the 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 um, maid died in this episode. Yeah. Which was kind of funny. Yeah. But I'm waiting for some more main characters to die. So. 
right now on Rotten Tomatoes, the series is at 96%. The audience score is 90%. Okay, well, there you go. I feel like they're seeing something I'm not. I Yes, probably. I, I feel like... I feel like they're definitely seeing something that I'm not seeing. Hmm. Anywho. I got a question for you. Okay. Is direct-to-video still a thing? Mm, I think so. Yeah, it's got to be, right? Some of these trailers that I send you, and they're like, you know, coming on video on demand. But, okay. (sighs) Okay, direct-to-home video. You know what I mean? Like, when we worked at the video store, and movies that didn't get a theatrical release, but they went direct-to-home video for rental Mm -hmm. and everything, like, Mm -hmm. is that still a thing? Yeah. Or is it is it just direct to on demand? I think it's direct to on demand. Because, I mean, there are no more video stores, so you would have to take that aspect out. But, you know, maybe Redbox. I think, though, they're, it's cheaper for them to go on demand because they don't have to produce yeah. DVDs or Blu-rays. Because there are so many stars out there. There are so many direct to video stars. Uh, like some of them, like Jean-Claude Van Damme started out as a star in movies and theaters. And then as he as he kind of got older, then he became uh, him and Steven Seagal became like direct to video stars. And then there's other people like uh, as much as I hate to say it, Bruce Campbell, who was the king of direct to video, mm-hmm. you know, the B movie actors, if you will. And then I was just kind of thinking about it. And it's like because we had the trailer to Black Friday today. And Black Friday I was, would, is definitely a star-studded direct-to-video movie, which is what I was going to say later. And then I'm like, wait, is direct-to-video even a thing anymore? I don't know. It, I mean, again, it's hard to quantify yeah. it because there's no more video stores. There's Redbox at most, but yeah. most things I would say on demand is what took over. So I, yeah, I feel so like it's direct it's direct to digital. Yes. I think that is the evolution. So it's the same kind of thing, but it's the evolution. Kind of like um if you were to say, Do they still make VHS? Well, not really, but they still do make DVDs. So they can yeah. do the same thing, but it's just that this is the format now. And here's another question then while we're getting into it. Okay. Are television movies a thing anymore? You know, like think like uh, because like all right, because Bruce Campbell again, you know, we had Twister came out and then Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. starred in the the hit film Tornado. But mm-hmm. or even like um, the first uh, uh, Generation X Marvel Generation X movie. Those were both television films that aired on Fox. Mm-hmm. That's how they had the premiere. Do networks have. Like, do networks make movies anymore? Yes. Um, I give you Sharknado. Um, okay. All right. Great example on USA Network. Yep. All right. Um, and if you want to go, like, I wouldn't say broadcast TV, but like Infinity or Infinite, the one that came out on Paramount, that was made directly for Paramount. Well, but see, I don't count Paramount, Netflix, Hulu, any of those, Amazon Prime. Like, to me, that's you're paying a subscription service to, and that that's part of the service is their, their movies like that. Whereas okay. like Sharknado, like us Network, you're paying for cable. I get it. But like Sharknado, the TV, you know what I mean? Like, 
the psych works. Okay, sure. All right. The burning. Okay. Um, uh, Sam Axe. Stick yes. to Bruce Campbell, apparently. Uh, yep. Oh, okay. The new um, Slumber Party Massacre is a sci fi original movie. Yes. There, there we go. go. Sci fi original movies. You know what I mean? Like, yep. All right. So those are and still of course, a thing. Of course, if your wife was around, she would say, uh, Lifetime does it all the time. Oh, uh, my, no. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> but they are TV movies. No, they're that's movies true. made specifically for that TV Hallmark station. does, especially Christmas films at the mm-hmm. Christmas time. Yeah. Hallmark okay. Lifetime. All right. So that is still kind of a thing, then. But I, I can feel safe to say that direct to video is not a thing anymore. Yeah. But if you count in digital on demand, then I think it is. Well, it, I direct to digital, though. That's yeah. what I, it's, I think it's a different category, whereas the television movie is still a thing. Because I've mm-hmm. noticed sometimes, like on Netflix, something will be either rated R, because, okay, this might, like, you'll, you'll watch a movie and it'll list the rating as, like, say, rated R, rated PG, or whatever. Or sometimes it'll say TVMA, TV14. And I'm like, how does Netflix quantify what is a television film with a TV rating? Or a theatrical film that gets R and R, you know, R, PG thirteen or whatever. And I'm guessing is it has a theatrical run or if it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch any other shows this week? Uh, I did. Um, Julia and I watched the first four episodes of Ghosts. How's that? The new series that's on Paramount. Well, CBS, so you can go on Paramount and watch it. Um, Yeah, yeah, uh, very enjoyable. 21 minutes per episode. Um, The the basic premise is that it's this old house, and there are, I think, like seven or eight different ghosts in there that, for one reason or another, they all were living here when they died. So they're kind of stuck here. Okay. The very opening scene is an old woman in bed who dies. Her ghost appears. They start talking to her, and she gets whooshed up to heaven. Um, and so now it is inherited by her relative. I don't think they ever actually get into it. Maybe it's a niece. Maybe it's granddaughter. But uh, Rose McIver and uh, her husband. And she's very impulsive. She wants to turn it into a bed and breakfast. The ghosts don't like that idea. Cause that means more living people. And apparently in this world, when living people walk through a ghost, it really bothers the ghost. It hurts them. Mm-hmm. So they don't want a lot of people. Um, she falls down the stairs and I thought it was going to be that she dies and becomes one of them, but it's actually that she goes into a bit of a coma. And when she comes out, she can see them and talk okay. to them. So then, you know, they're very excited about the fact that they have a living that they can um, communicate with and who can help them with things like, you know, hey, cook a pizza so that I can smell it or, you know, put the TV on this show so that I can see what's going on. Um, It's enjoyable. It's a 21 minute sitcom. Um, The most recent episode had uh, Cousin Larry and they were talking about Newhart, the show. So it's got some good references. Nice. It's it's definitely not award winning writing. It, it's not going to blow you away, but it's fun for a twenty one minute show. Uh, it's based on a BBC series, and I'm sure the people out there will say the BBC series is better because they always are. Probably. But, but yeah, I give it a I give it a sell. Okay. 
I'm here for it. What about you? You watch any other shows? I did. I watched one other show, if you will. I will. I watched uh, You. I guess technically it's a show. It's a series on on the Netflix. Yes. Um, I didn't watch any new episodes this week, so I'm still three in. Okay, I watched. I watched. I think I started episode five. Nice. I don't know how far I got into it. Let's see here. Do 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 into the woods. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did start. So, I mean, what do you think of this this, this season so far? So first, I've got to ask: Did you understand what I was talking about when I said the end of se- of episode two? It almost seemed like they were wrapping up for the season. Yes. Like it felt like they had just kind of like washed their hands and they were like, okay, everything's all over with. Yes. Yes. It did seem that way. Yeah. Um, so far I'm, I'm a little, I'm torn on this season. Like I always love the series, but Holy crap, they jumped right in. Like, yeah. The moment we started this by the end of the first episode, there is a fucking brutal murder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Each other season, it kind of took us a while to build up to those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really digging Joe's conflicted nature. Like he's actually the one who's trying to be sane, who's trying to um, not murder. Well, Joe is a calculated, methodical person. Mm-hmm. He becomes infatuated with somebody. He collects souvenirs or tokens. He follows them. He becomes obsessed with them. And then it eventually it builds to him basically kidnapping them because uh, he's afraid they're going to leave him because mm-hmm. he has abandonment issues. And, and then he's killed people because of it. Many people. Many people. Love is compulsive. Not compulsive. Yes. Love is um, impulsive. Impulsive. You know, her killing people isn't thought out. It isn't methodical. Nope. It's reactionary. Yes. But, and a lot of hers, like, yeah. whereas he has abandonment issues, a lot of hers come from people telling her she's crazy or um, diminishing uh, her. Well, okay. So I, I can't remember which episode. You've seen them meet with a the therapist, right? <laughs> I love What's going on with the therapist? Yes. Okay. So I, I don't want to give anything away. Sure. But I will, because I, but I can't remember which episode it is, because I watched them all t- kind of today, back to back to back, if you will, while I was working yep. from home. And the therapist basically comes to the conclusion that they both have the same abandonment issues. They just approach it from a different perspective. Hmm. I could see that. And the therapist really does bring it together very well. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting because <sighs> so far in this season, Joe to me is the he is the guy trying to change for his son and his mm-hmm. wife, and mm-hmm. his wife is still the just impulsive, irrational, emotional thinker that which always causes her to get into trouble and Mm -hmm. it's no different. You said it well with reaction, you know, she reacts to things instead of responding to them. Right. And you can see like Joe trying to help her work through that as far as like, 
you can't just do this. You have to, you know, like show your strong suit or whatever, you know, and, and, and I don't want to give away much more. Um, the, uh, the but last I one absolutely that... fucking hate the uh, Sherry there. The oh Sherry, my god, the, she's the worst. The, the mom influencer and oh, you know the social media yes. guru and and I cannot wait, cannot wait for her to be brutally murdered because <laughs> that's all I want to see is her no. to be viciously brutally murdered nope because i you know what i want her. what i want to see her locked up and tormented and, and then, then murdered. brutally murdered yes oh uh, um, they, they did a good played, job that actress played agent tess rogers on the santa clarita diet by the way ah i knew she looked familiar yeah and then she was also in um search party which was on TBS and then moved to HBO Max, I believe. Okay. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. So. Um, the the last episode that we watched was where they were trying to get the dirt on the uh, the really wholesome guy. Um, oh yeah, that's Aston's uh, brother there. Yep. Like, that something uh, happens there. Yeah. Well, no, I saw what they did where basically they uh, he killed himself. Okay. Yep. Okay. And well, he hung himself, and they basically put him in the house and made it look like he hung himself there. Although, as I said, he's still going to have the contusion on his head where she hit him with the rolling pin. Like the, that was before he hung himself, and they're going to have to take that into account. Like they're not just going to do an autopsy yeah. and be like, "Uh, yeah, he's got this fresh welt on his head," and then hung himself. So that's what that's my concern, but. I didn't see any beyond them just finding his body. Are you sure you only watched the first three episodes? Maybe it was the fourth one. I feel like that was the fourth episode. I feel I do. I feel like Hold that on. was the. Let fourth me bring up my episode. Netflix. I'll find out. Because I think that's why I watched four episodes. Because you said that you watched four episodes. Did you see her in the woods? Oh yeah, I have watched four episodes. Okay. No, the fifth one's called Into the Woods. Yeah. Holy shit. That's where he, oh, the hunting trip. I remember they were talking about that. Oh, yes. That's okay. I have watched all five. I have watched five complete episodes. Then. Okay. Yeah. Cause only ten. Whole, holy shit. The ending of that episode. I mean, I, I do. I love the therapist. Um, I, so you did see the therapist then talk to them. Yes. About, yes. And they came to the okay because she was I don't remember her being the fifth episode is basically them in the woods like okay and so I must have seen the whole thing with the therapist yeah yeah and then something else happens in episode five that I'm not going to talk about oh, can't wait yeah we're uh, it's it's enjoyable we're basically like each night we'll say okay what are we in the mood for you know do we want to see a movie do we want to do a show do we want to do this you know sometimes it's out on the couch sometimes it's in bed but um it's nice to have a lot of different things to pick from you know we'll bounce yeah. around hey tonight it's two episodes of made but then you know the next night it's uh it's ghosts because we want the palate cleanser you know? yep yep course now that i've watched these episodes with the therapist i i hate or i'm conscious i should say cognizant of every time i say we 
Because, you know, the therapist was oh, like, oh, yes. if you do that, it's codependency disguised yeah. as love. It's not I'm about like, what you, it's, it's what you want. No, if you say we, it's not allowing Joe to have his say yes. and this and that. Yeah, it's not allowing Joe and it's not allowing love. It's It's got to be Joe and I. Yeah, It's got renewed for a fourth season. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Um, I will say this too. Uh, I'm not going to watch it, but I saw something today that said that uh, Lock and Key's new season that just came out is actually way better than the first one. I did see there was a second season. It was also there was a second season of that Katie Sackhoff show either, which surprised me. Yeah, Another Life or something. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if I want to watch that or not. I remember we hated that show. Like it started off one episode, okay, this is good, and then it just went downhill very quickly. Yeah, it wasn't that great, but it is. And I remember Lock and Key was the same way, and we got really upset because wasn't it the October? Was it the October Society or the yeah the November Faction? What was that other show that we really wanted to keep, but they got rid of? Yes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then Lock and Key stayed, and we were like, yeah. "Fuck this!" Because you know you had the fucking precarious kid, just like in uh, Manifest. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. It has been two years, so I can't really remember a hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, so movies. Yeah. I watched, uh, three movies as did I, um, I got a couple red boxes. Okay. I watched, uh, the forever purge and old, um, okay, so first off, how was the Forever Purge? That was a Purge movie. Okay, great. Uh, um, and there's killing in it. Uh, uh-huh. The big thing on this Purge is we have the nightly Purge, mm-hmm. and then the next morning when the Purge is over, there's a group of people that decide, nope, we're going to keep <laughs> going forever on this. Which, honestly, why did it take them this long? Like, I right, can't yeah. imagine a world where that didn't happen sooner. <laughs> Here's the thing. So the last movie, Purge Election Year, is all about like the girl, the woman who becomes elected and she gets the purge overturned and we're not going to have the purge anymore. Mm-hmm. And essentially what's happened is it's now eight years later. She can't run for president anymore. So she's run her two terms. And the new president, because the founding fathers gained control of the country again, reinstated the purge. So it's political bullshit where – oh, we have a new president, so we're going to change how things are done until they're not president anymore, and then now this president's going to do things the way they think it should be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't go into great detail about that. It's just it's the purge is back, basically. Um, okay. There is some political commentary involved in this um, uh, with Mexico and the United States and everything. This purge takes place entirely in Texas. Um yeah, essentially, they imply that the people that are forever purgers are basically Nazis. They're racist, um, uh, American purist. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so that's a movie that I watched. So they, and, um, so they yeah. really basically the they took the most generic writing that they could yeah. have and slapped it into yeah. this. Yeah, and when the movie ends, it's not like, oh, they've, they've fought. 
the 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 forever purge people. No, it's it's the movie ends with our heroes are safe, I guess, but the purge is still ongoing in the United States. Okay. And the army's battling, so it's like there's a civil war going on, if you will. So. Okay. Um, old the M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong film. Yeah. I'm probably um, not I going en- to watch it, but. Oh, you should actually. Really? I enjoyed it. Wow, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting it either, but I enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay, then maybe not his best out. work. I would say his best work is is Split or The Sixth Sense. You know what I mean? Realistically. Okay. Yep. Um, and really, the reason why Split is so good is James McAvoy. Like uh, yes. the way he embraced that character. You know what I'm talking about? Because then he followed <laughs> up Split with that fucking there were a lot of glass. <laughs> Fair enough. But he followed up with that garbage glass. Yeah. Um, but no, I I actually enjoyed this. I thought it was a very uh, interesting story. Okay. Because I was going to say, yeah, I'll probably never watch it. Go ahead and spoil it for me. But no, if you say that it's good, then I will check it out. It's worth your dollar fifty at Redbox or two bucks at Redbox. Okay. How would you watch for films? Um, I watched The Muppet Haunted Mansion. Okay. And what'd you think? Well, that was exactly what I expected. Kind of a letdown, wasn't it? It, it was, honestly. Yeah, I like, was disappointed with it. it. It was a Muppet movie, and maybe, I don't know if I'm getting older or... It was only 57 minutes to start, by the way. Yep, yep. Uh, I think one of the big problems that it had was that they took out a lot of the main characters. You know? Yep. Uh, they sidelined Kermit, Fozzie, Miss Piggy. Yes, we got, like, ghost versions of alternate types of them. Like, it wasn't actually yeah. them, but it was still the puppets. But I, I feel like... By just focusing on Gonzo and Pepe, they didn't do themselves any favors. It's frustrating the Muppets have never been able to recapture the popularity and the magnificent of the Muppet show. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, even with this new most recent Muppet venture they did, which was good, it's it's really the best thing since they did the Muppet show. Uh, yeah. And the Jason Siegel Muppet movie was solid. Um, but, yeah, they really just, you know, unless they're doing, like, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, you know, they're used to working off something that exists. Like, uh, Muppets in Space wasn't good at all. Nope. Um, the Great Muppet Caper wasn't really good. Uh, the Muppet movie was solid, you know, the first time we meet him, I guess. But, yeah, it's just they really haven't been able. I mean, and the Muppets are still beloved. Which is oh, crazy. Yeah. They really are still beloved, and people love the Muppets. And I, but it's just not. Yeah, I, I was disappointed. I was as well. Um, I I feel like one of the parts that got me was the guest stars. Like, not only is it the main characters, you know, the Kermits and the Miss Piggies and stuff, but the guest stars really make or break these things. And what did they have? They had Taraji Henson as the bride. So we see her in the back part of it. Darren Chris is the caretaker. Like, what a waste. What a waste of a talent to just yep. throw him in there in the beginning and the end. Yvette Nicole Brown is the taxi driver. Like, and again, these are good people, but at the same time, they're not like A-list celebrities. Will Arnett, as the host, was probably the yeah. biggest name that they had other than Ed Asner. But, I mean. Yeah, which he plays I a feel ghost, like, which is almost kind of. The same way Alfonso Ribeiro played a ghost, you yeah. know, 
Yeah. Um, you know, John Stamos was in it. Um, Danny Trejo was in it, but yeah. Yeah. But barely. Yeah. They were just ghosts that got passed by real quick. Yeah. Really I, odd Pat Sajak cameo. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just, I was disappointed. Um, I kind of wanted my 57 minutes back, but. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. Like I said, I, I don't know if it's that I'm getting older and, you know, so it doesn't hold the same for me. But at the same time, I don't think that's it. I think no. that just they're trying to cash in on things like the Muppets and not doing a good job of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, another one that I watched was uh was looking for a funny movie and picked one that Julia hadn't seen, so we watched the unrated version of A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, you know what? I just, that makes me laugh. It it does. And the unrated version's the best because it has all the extra scenes in there that are just great. Uh including friggin' um oh god, what's her name? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Kaylee Cuoco has a scene in there. Like she's not in the theatrical version, but Oh really? Albert goes out and hits on her and tries to pick her up and she's like, Yeah, I'm all set. Thanks. Um but it's a whole scene inside the store. So yeah, it was fun. We both laughed a lot. It was enjoyable. Definitely a, a thumbs up. Nice. Yeah. Um what was the last movie you watched? Night Teeth. How is that? I liked it a lot. Okay. I, I kind of wanted to watch it. Um, okay, I thought you were like, I kind of wanted to like it. But... No, no, no. I kind of wanted to watch it, but yeah. didn't get around to it. So it's good? Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It's good. Cool. It's uh, it's a vampire film. It's a takeoff of a vampire film and um, kind of their history there. But no, I, I enjoyed it. There's Again, you have to suspend some disbelief. Um, but yeah, no, I just all in all, I liked it. You should, it's, it's worth your time. Okay. I will definitely check it out then because yep. I was curious. Yep. Oh, news the, and uh, trailers. Oh, sorry. Oh, go I ahead. still got one more. Oh, that's right. You said three. What was your third? Yeah. Willie's wonderland. All right. I saw it's on Hulu, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yes. All right. I'll watch it. And it is we'll a Nick Cage movie, and that's all I'm going to say. I know it is, but I just wasn't sure if it was worth it. Right, I'll watch it, and we can talk about it. Please do. I look forward to okay. talking to you about this. All right, will do. Um, yeah, trailers and news. Not a lot this week. Ew. No, I realized uh, halfway yeah. through the week, I'm like, holy crap, um, there's not a lot here. Yeah. Um. You shared the trailer of, um, well, Hulu announced Mel Brooks's History of the World Part Two. Talk about something coming out of left fucking field. Yeah, he's he's ninety five, by the way. He's ninety five. We got History of the World Part One in what, like nineteen eighty five or something? Oh, I thought it was like seventies. It probably was. Yeah. Yeah, because it was right after Blazing Saddles, right? 
I'm pretty positive, yes. So, yeah. Now we're getting History of the World Part 2 as a vignette series. Yeah. So, good on them, but holy crap. Like, what what prompted them to be like, mm, it's been 50 years. Let's, 81. Uh, okay, 81. So, it's been so 40, 40, 40 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Time to do Part 2. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, Uncharted. Tom mm. Holland and uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yep. So I love how movies are now exclusively in movie theaters, thanks to the yeah, pandemic. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have to, they have to clarify that for us. Yeah. Um, it looks all right. Uh, as somebody who's played the games, I can tell you that this looks like some of the scenes are pulled straight from the games. Oh, it's based um, on a video game, is it? Yes, it's based on a series of video games. Um, okay. Nate Drake, which is uh, Tom Holland's character, and then Sully. Sully's yep. supposed to be much older and have a mustache, so uh, I'm not a big fan of that with Mark Wahlberg. But it, basically, Nate Drake was like, imagine young Indiana Jones. You know, he. Yeah, that's. It looked like a treasure hunting movie, if you will. Yep. And that's what the games always were, you know, picking up little treasures. And there was always like a, a tomb to explore. It was it was like a male tomb raider for a while there. Uh, but the thing was with these games that they were very cinematic. There were a lot of scenes that you couldn't control the action or you had very limited control yeah. because it was meant to be like a big cutscene movie production. Like the the scene coming out of the airplane that could that could have been any one of the games like that kind of thing happened all the time. Or like mm -hmm. you're shimmying across a ledge and it would inevitably break out from under you and drop you down to a lower level all the time. Like it just, it got to the point where you're like, yep, when's it going to break? Okay, there we go. No more jump scares. Yeah. Cause so it'll be good. They've been working on it for fucking years. I think they first announced this like 12 years ago. Um, yeah. So it'll be good. I sent you a thing that Mythic Quest has been renewed for three and four seasons, three and four. Yeah. Um, I know you don't watch it currently, but I hope you watched the trailer that had the little Anthony Hopkins thing there. Yes, I did. I did. It was great how he was talking to uh, Jason Sudeikis saying that he wants to come on and be uh, Keeley's new boyfriend in the next season. <laughs> Excellent. Uh but yeah, Mythic Quest is good. Um, it is around games, but I think you'd enjoy it if you're ever bored and want to pick it, up another. Is it um, fictional? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it's supposed to be based on like the World of Warcraft, some Final Fantasy sure. type things. But yeah, it's less about the game and more about these awesome people. Uh, is it how similar is it to? Um... Oh, the one on CW that was on the BBC. Oh, um, well, it's it's much different because in this case, they're the people who are working at the game company versus oh. Dead Pixels are gamers. Uh, so okay, okay, these okay. are people who like and it, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great series. I am a gamer, so I appreciate a lot of the stuff in there. But I think as a non-gamer, you would still enjoy the shit out of it. OK. That's all I've got to say about that. Alrighty. Uh, we got a trailer for Super Crooks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they really leaned into the anime. Oh, hard, yeah. 
That's why. And, I, I don't know. And this is supposed to be the spinoff of Jupiter's Legacy, which we didn't get a second season. So I already hate this a little bit more because of yep. that. That was my knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Uh, how about that next bit of news there? Hayden Christensen's back as Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka. Yeah. How are and, they doing and, that? And apparently at least um, – What is it? Hold on. Uh, da, 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 coming back. We'll reprise his role in Ahsoka. Um, so it's supposed to take place before he becomes Vader, I guess, which doesn't but make sense. Timeline wise, it doesn't add up unless this is Ahsoka we're going to see is prior to Mandalorian Ahsoka. It must be because Ahsoka, well, no, Ahsoka is set roughly around the same time as the Mandalorian, five years after Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader is dead. So maybe he's a Force ghost. Or maybe it's flashbacks. Yeah. It could be flashbacks to her time yep. as his Padawan. But, um, her time, I mean. Um, he's also apparently going to be in the Obi-Wan series. Okay. That makes sense. Flashbacks yep. again. Oh, let's see here. I see the trailer to Black Friday. Yeah. Bruce Campbell, Devin Swalla. Uh, I will only watch the first 40 seconds of the trailer. Because um, you know you're going to watch it anyway. Correct. Uh, as soon as the zombies popped up, I said, okay, I'm done. I'm going <laughs> to watch this movie anyways. It comes out November 19th. I don't know how we're going to watch it, but I'm going to watch it. Hopefully on Black Friday. That would be the best. That would be the best. Uh, and then you sent me the trailer to Clerk. Clerk, which is it's it's not just about the movie Clerks. It's about Kevin Smith documentary on Kevin Smith that he didn't do. So it actually looks really good. (laughs) Right. Um, I mean, I'll watch it, but it does look really good. I will definitely watch the shit out of this because it deals with the early days of Kevin Smith and it deals with um I love his one quote in there where, you know, they were talking about mall rats and he's like the head of the, the head of the production company called me and said, we're going to make a hundred million dollars. He was off by 98 million. He was only off by 98 million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he talks about in the trailer, even uh, losing faith in himself and being a filmmaker. And then it kind of flashed to the movies that we agree sucked. Yes. And, um, it was funny we didn't see anything about Clerks 2, except, well, we did see one quick clip of them opening, like, the door at the end of Clerks 2, I guess. Um, but, no, I'm very interested in watching this. I think it's going to be, I think it'll be very good. As a Kevin Smith fan, I'm interested. As a movie fan, I'm interested. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... Like I said, it's early Kevin Smith stuff, and I feel like they are going to, for lack of a better term, blast the shit out of him. Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of dig that. Like, well, he deserves it, quite frankly. He does. He did yep. some good stuff in the beginning, and then yep. he fucked off. Yep, and he did some really shitty stuff. Some really shitty stuff. Some really, really shitty stuff. Um, let's see what else. Oh, so this was interesting. Um, did you, I'm sure you heard this week about the Alec Baldwin incident on rust. 
Yeah, yeah. With the I, I, I basically he fired a gun, a prop gun. It killed the director of cinematography and wounded the director. Yeah, yeah. Because it had there's, one live bullet in there. Yeah, and there was some there's some backstory behind it as well, or like some people had walked off set like hours before because of this that, and you should never be pointing even a prop gun. You should treat it like it's a real gun and. I, I don't know. I it, It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Um, at least one thing that has come out of this, uh, they had an article, The Rookie is now going to ban live guns on set. Okay. I didn't realize that they were using live guns. Well, prop guns are basically real guns that fire blanks. Right. So somehow they're not going to have those on set anymore. So they'll probably just have prop guns that don't have magazines or, you know, no firing pins, no anything, just like a plastic toy, I guess. Yeah, I don't think that's going to last long because you need the you need to shoot. You need to you can't digitize them firing a weapon. Mm, yeah. And then digitize in the recoil, the muzzle flash, the everything that goes along with it. It'll look like shit. Yeah. And your post-production would be tremendous. So I, I don't think that'll last. Cause Probably not. No. Look, Bruce Lee accidentally killed a guy in a movie shooting at him. Brandon Lee died in the movie The Crow because he got shot with a live round that was in a gun. You know, it's like it's like saying people are never going to fly again because a plane crashes. People are never going to drive again because somebody died in a car crash. Yeah, that's that's that that's my there. It's a knee jerk reaction on the set of the of the rookie, and I I don't think it's gonna last. It'll be interesting to see if they try. Yeah. Not to um, be negative or Debbie Downer, I just. <laughs> um, the only other piece of news that I had just came live tonight. Um, they they've been talking for a while. They're doing a Batgirl movie for HBO Max. And apparently they've cast their villain. Brendan Fraser will be playing Firefly. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's a good villain. I mean, it's a, it's a B tier villain, I would say maybe even C tier, but you know, it's a Batgirl movie, so they're not going to pull out the Joker. True. True. So Firefly actually probably makes sense. Yep. Have they cast a Batgirl yet? Yes, they have. Hold on. Oh, Leslie Grace. Uh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, Leslie Grace. Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, it's not going to be Batwoman, obviously, but I wonder which rendition of Batgirl we're going to get. You know what I mean? Um, um, we're getting the Barbara Gordon one for sure. Right, right. But there's been different versions of the Barbara Gordon Batgirl. Gotcha. Too. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's the Yvonne Craig version from the 60s where she was um, a librarian. There's been – so she was older. There's the teenage version of Batgirl. There's the Batgirl who's in – who – well, they basically in The Killing Joke had her be a Batman groupie who then got shot by the Joker and paralyzed. So I'm kind of curious which which version of Batgirl we're going to get. Um, I'm trying to look it up real quick, see if they've got anything. 
It'll be a bat. This is reportedly a Batgirl origin story that will be darker than ever. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, they don't really. So she'll say. obviously be younger. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I hope she's. Not, I hope they don't make her Batman groupie. I would assume not. But I wonder if we're going to get the stigma. We're not going to have Batman in the movie. But remember how bad the Supergirl movie was with Helen Slater where we had no Superman? <laughs> yeah. You know, like. So. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. When's the Legends of Tomorrow 100th episode? Didn't we already have 100 episodes? No, we couldn't have had 100 episodes. No, we haven't. It's coming up. And uh, let's see here. Arthur Darville, Brandon Routh, Courtney Ford, and others are returning for the Legends of Tomorrow 100th episode. Oh, that's right. It, so it is coming right up. Yeah. Wentworth Miller is coming back as well. Um, I wonder if oh, they'll do an alternate it reality. It airs version. in two days. It's this week. Oh, okay. Arthur, so we'll, uh, Rip we'll Hunter. Yeah, Rip Hunter, Dr. Martin Stein, Jax, Hawkman, Nora Dark, Bray Palmer, The Atom. We're all back. Hmm, nice. It'd hmm, be interesting. So we got to catch up on Legends, I guess, so we can watch that. Yep, I agree. Anyhow, anything else, sir? Uh, I think that's about it for me. What about you? That is it for me as well. Um, cool. All right, that's our uh, that's our show. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm Superstar ML. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week.